He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two very grumpy individuals after two very, very long nights for the national championship as Michigan beats Washington. Uh, we're going to get to recapping the game, sharing our thoughts from the outcome of it, all the craziness that led up to it now in the aftermath, all that coming up and more. Before we get to that, though, Sean, can you just share with our listeners a quick word from Bet Online where they can bet during the offseason as we attempt to get through this void of no college football. Yes, that's a bummer. Joe, I have a line for you. I'll bring that back right now because we don't have any more college football lines to go over. Uh, over under the hours I slept last night. Three. Okay. All right. Do you take over or under that? Under. Under under, under is correct. I, I clocked in at about 50 minutes, uh, which was um, Jeez. interesting. <laughs> uh, if you want to. You know, talk about bets or bet hockey or bet baseball when it returns. NBA's coming up and NBA's rolling. Uh, March Madness is coming up. It'll be here before you know it. And oh, yeah, there's NFL playoffs right around the corner. So uh, head to bet online, get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They have all the info you need, all the lines, all the betting, 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 sports, betting, lose, 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 loss, loss, Washington loss. <sighs> took a bath i know i yeah, yeah lots yeah. Lot, lots of money to have been lost on bidding washington so if you happen to be living under a rock and you missed it washington falls to michigan michigan plays uh, a fantastic game i think that like the biggest main piece here is that as we talked about in the preview and as i think a lot of people talked about leading up to this game, what, what made Michigan so overwhelming was their run game. What, what made Michigan so capable of closing out this game, even when it disappeared halfway through the second quarter and for most of the third quarter, when they couldn't really move the ball and Washington was in a position to get back into the game, they were able to close it out because they just had such an easy time running the ball. They blew Washington out of the water in that first quarter with all of them, those massive runs. And then in the fourth quarter, after they grinded them out long enough, they were able to do the same exact thing. They got the, the, the turnovers. They were too physical up front. The run game, the physicality across the board from their defensive line, I think was the biggest, biggest thing for why Michigan won this game. Yeah. Uh, after that first quarter, you have to, and I, I'll wear my tinfoil hat for this, but the domination in the first quarter for Michigan and seeing what happened in the second quarter makes you think that Iger may have made a call. It just gives you the inkling that maybe All they right. said, the, the, take off the tinfoil hat. Take off it the on. Tin... Just briefly, I'm taking it, it off. On. I'll get into analysis mode soon, uh, but that was a very questionable deviation from what was working in the second quarter and third quarter. Regardless, what I noticed was the relentless pack of wolves on defense for Washington or for, for Michigan, rather Washington's DB has played a hell of a game and Washington's defense did all they could. They, they put in a great effort, but Michigan's defense was stellar. They kicked the hell out of the right side of the Washington line. Joe's 73 and 77. I'm sure you know, their names were fighting for their lives from the first quarter on. And you know what Michigan did? They took it old school. They said, I'm going to find your weak spot. And the weak spot was the right tackles bend and the right guards lateral movement. 
and they got beasted all second half. It threw everything out of order for Washington and Michael Penix, the run game, the pass game. They weren't taking as many deep shots. It was just, it, it seemed like a lot of the, the quick screens. So it wasn't a sack or a crazy pressure tipped, whatever. Washington's offensive line got beasted in this game and that impacted them. And I, I am typically harsher on the offensive line because I know how much it takes to be great uh, at the offensive line. Uh, and I, I know that I have earned my fair share of ass chewings. So the, uh, the, the, the line for Washington hurt them. It did. And the Dylan Johnson injury early, but wh- why don't you have a second running back? Why don't you have a second running back? Well, I don't think it's so much that. I thought that that was mostly – I think Kalen DeBoer improperly read that. I think Kalen DeBoer was like, okay, this guy's a leader on the offense and he wants to contribute and he wants to get on the field. But he didn't read the fact that, hey, he had a messed up knee and his ankle got crunched up on on the first play. Let's maybe tell Dylan Johnson to sit out because hobbled Dylan Johnson negatively impacted the run game. Helping. He wasn't he was a sitting duck every time they had him running routes and stuff. I, I thought that that was a really silly decision to try and get Dylan Johnson to play. That that really, really took the air out of their offense. Yeah, I'm I'm in favor for players that can play playing in the game. But as a coach, you have to analyze what the best usage for him in that moment was. And that was a blocker on pass protection or an emergency option on pass plays. It should not have extended past that. And if it did, then we have to go with the safe run. And you know what Michigan does, Joe? They dominate safe runs. They crush you if you try to run safe. They crush you if you try to pass safe. I don't know if I have seen a defensive backfield tackle uh, the likes that Michigan's defensive backfield has, uh, has, has tackled since the Seahawks Legion of Boom. They mm. and, and they weren't just crushing dudes and taking their heads off. Just form tackle after form tackle, spectacular tackle after spectacular tackle. First quarter, Joe, I know you remember this one. This made an impact on me and let me know that Michigan was going to win it. Dumb, dumb right tackle for Washington, pulling out right. It's going to be a run. Uh, Washington's in the uh, in the red zone, about to make a big play on the goal line. And one of Michigan's safeties are linebackers. He's, they said he was 6'4", 215. Ducks under the block, makes a huge stop. Washington settles for a field goal. I don't know any six four players that that are are, are ducking under that. It, it, they they it, it's just they do the freaky things and they make it look normal. And and you have to be impressed with Michigan from that standpoint. Well, so there, there are two other like really big aspects of this why Michigan had such an easy time. I, I also actually I want to add this in there. I, I don't necessarily think that this was as much of a blowout as everyone paints it to be. I thought that Washington played them close in the second and third quarter because they did not open the game with the right defensive game plan. They were already handicapping themselves in a bad position, and then they could not capitalize uh, on the opportunities that were given to them in the second and third quarter. But they played really good defense in the second and third quarter. But what helped Michigan play even better defense to prevent the uh, Washington offense, despite... Michigan's offense having a little bit of struggles to really win them that football game. Big thing was the tackling. They, they did not allow any yards after catch. They did not allow any uh, explosive big gains. They played pretty good coverage, but they did end up giving up some some receptions. But what inevitably set them up to win the ball game is that they did not allow Washington to kill teams the way that they do, which is get the ball in the hands of your playmakers, allow them to run down the field. I also think 
And it's a guy who's not going to get an award for the way that he played in this game because he's a defensive tackle. But Mason Graham was the best player Stellar. in the game. He was all over Mason, the place. Mason Graham played his ass off, and they won that game defensively because of his efforts up the middle. He is going to be the best defensive tackle coming into college football next season for me. And I think it goes in line with what the game plan was, not saying – Hey, you know, this 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 offensive line is really good. We're going to try and get as many sacks on Michael Penix as possible. No, we're going to beat the shit out of this offensive line and then in turn, we're just going to hit Michael Penix every opportunity that we get. It is the Marshall Falk Patriots approach of this is your best player. We're going to cause problems for him. We're going to get really physical with him and then by the end of the game, Michael Penix couldn't even move and he didn't even he didn't really take any sacks. Like he no, he was well protected hit, most of this tired, most though. of this game. The, the amount of hits that he took just really started to add up. Yeah, this was a weird one. This this is a weird one to, to reflect on because there's so many factors. There's the Harbaugh factor, and, and we, we could spend a whole show talking about what he's going to do. There's the, you know, the the cheating asterisks. Would, would somebody, would any of the other CFP teams have beaten Michigan if they played the same? I wanted, I wanted to pose this to you because I saw uh, – Dragonfly Jones from Jenkins and Jones, uh, they do a show on the volume. And uh, he was talking about the, the the stark difference between West Coast football and Midwest and East Coast football. How much do you think that played into it? Because he said that the, the, the West Coast I, guys, I, they're I, just, I they're, too, they're too many acai bowls. They're not enough grits and potatoes and butter and milk. Uh, and they, they, and Washington looked strong all year, but then they faced an actual strong team. Yeah, but like, look where most of these guys on this Washington roster are getting recruited. They're not coming from Los Angeles. You know, you're getting guys that that live in the you know the mountains of Utah. You know, I'm not. You're getting guys from Hawaii. I don't really think you're that, not buying in on that. that. that I, I'm buying in on it for UCLA and USC. I'm not buying into it on on Washington. And it, it, like, look at the other teams that are that are strong on the West Coast. Oregon is going to be one of the best teams in the country. And they've put together a roster that spans the entire country and just physical, physical dominant freaks. No, I, I don't think that that, that applies here. I just think that one team had more time to develop and build their culture. Here's something that's not talked about. We were so fascinated by the fact that Kalen DeBoer got this team here in two years. That's awesome. And it's a great story. And we were optimistic that he was going to be able to get the job done. But at the end of the day, I stupidly overlooked this. Having a fucking team and Jim Harbaugh and getting punched in the mouth every single year and finding ways to motivate your team every offseason being like, hey, guys, we're in lift this morning. We're waking up at five in the morning. Do you really want to get punched in the face by Georgia like you just did in the college football playoff? Do you want to get punched in the face the way that you just did by, by TCU? Do you want to keep getting embarrassed? All of those years of shitting the bed and falling short is what builds a national championship. It's what Saban did at the beginning. It's what Dabo had to go through at the beginning. It's what Kirby Smart had to go through at the beginning, getting stomped on by Alabama. I hate myself for not buying into and saying this more because I had been in on Michigan most of the year, but the reality of it is culture building and, and, and program building is an important thing for winning national championships. You can't do it in one or two years. You're right, but the problem with Michigan is that they were a clown show all year. The side, the the no, circus, the circus that no other team this year had as much circus action as Michigan. You can you can try to you can try to pull up. I would that. argue USC had more. Circus Not even action. close. Not even close. 
One guy created a circus. Okay, one guy created a circus. They had they had their linebackers coach fired. They had an analyst fired. Two suspensions for Harbaugh. Uh, interim coach swearing on national TV. All the T-shirts. Meditating quarterback. They're the circus. But I think you have to respect the circus this time. And, but I'm not. I'm not kicking myself for thinking that Michigan is a circus. I actually in the week leading up. I saw what Kalen DeBoer did against Texas. I said, that's a stone cold killer. I like I, that. Co- he is locked in. I, I bought in because I respected the way the, the complete opposite circus. There's none of it from him. Maybe he needs to show a little more. I, I, and I like what you're talking about with the culture building. You need to take your licks before you can really get there. Give him a couple more years. I think Washington's going to be really formidable. But I do not regret thinking that uh, that Michigan could go out there and put up a clown shoe performance. I disagree. I regret not completely buying in, especially all the time that I I wasted uh, defending them with their whole cheating scandal. Like all the time that I, I was that one is, of the few you know, people that, that is a flaw for them. you. Because if, if, you, if you were adamant in defending them, then you should have bought in. Well, the, I bought into Washington before I bought into Michigan. So That's it's like true. I can't – I'm not going to bail on the team that I had supported this far and that – they were the vibes play, which is the problem that we should never pick vibes in football. Never, ever, ever do it, ever. This isn't baseball. The vibes play does not work. It's the, I keep, you know, I who are the, the big, just monstrously. But actually, by the way, to, to rehash the whole West Coast fucking conversation, Mason Graham's from Los Angeles. M- Mason Graham is from Los Angeles, and he's the best player on and the Michigan field. And so Michigan got the best player in California. That doesn't apply. California. I think. I, I think we saw some West Coast softness. Uh, I wanted to ask you this question because I was talking with somebody uh, today actually okay. about it. Do you think we know Harbaugh is a hardo, right? He's eccentric, mm. kind of crazy. Do you think he's su- such a hardo that he's a player's coach? He has to be right. I think he's a hard. You said Harbaugh, right? Harbaugh, yeah. Is he a player? Do you think he's a player's coach? I think he is. I don't think he is the traditional hardo. I mean, like I, this was also part of the, you know, part of the reason you get coming into the game is like he's locked in. You can tell that, or not locked in. Sorry, he's let me a phrase. Different locked. He's, he's relaxed. Happy New Year's on the. He is relaxed. You know, that's that's way he's better. Really relaxed, and I think that he's more of a player's coach than he is a hard ass. I, I don't really think he fits that description of the Nick Saban hard ass. I think he's the well, he was the a hard jovial ass leader. He was a, he was a hard ass in San Fran. I think he might have mellowed out at the end. I think yeah, you I think forget really some of. The, I think you forget some of those meltdowns he had in the NFL on the sidelines. I recall yeah, they were yeah. they were pretty legendary. Um, mm-hmm. I just, his approach this year is so interesting to me to be the focal point of conversation all year, to know that you're a good coach and you have an incredible program to deal with all the madness and, and continue to win like that. And not just getting, not winning like Washington, where it's kind of miraculous. They went on such a run, just domination. If you're there on Saturday or not. They're, they're, the the cult the culture that you built uh, that he built and I'm gonna tie it back to yours is so impressive to have 18 to 22 year olds this locked in this disciplined is madness it just does not happen dudes screw up dudes fail classes dudes fail drug tests there there's so many factors as to why football teams crumble 
and somehow he was able to rise above it. If I'm an NFL team, he's my first call. He's my first call right now over Belichick. He's my first call over anybody else in the league. So that's the, the that's the question now is that was what I was going to ask to kind of close this out because we're keeping keeping this one concise before we come back on Thursday. Um, do we think Harbaugh is gone? I think that he's gone. Uh, I, I I really think that the fact that Sharon Moore didn't really interview for any of these openings is a pretty clear indication that he wants to set up this this path. There was a quote from him after the game where he was like. Yeah, this year we're going to start our offseason program a month later, and I, maybe that's some sort of an indication that he's going to stick around. Um, I I think that the university, I know that they offered him all this money, but I, I feel like that it's fantastic, but they and Harbaugh probably want to turn the page it's time. with all of the negative attention that's coming on them. I mean, also, let's be real here. The other thing that was kind of proposed to me this morning was maybe they completely – start from scratch with a new coaching staff in order to to just kind of clear the you know the floor of uh everything that happened and may I, I will say if everybody's gone it's going to be a lot harder to investigate <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's i don't think it's a say. bad game plan either <laughs> if you're trying to oh you want to talk to us what's the who do you want to where'd everybody go what's the first thing criminals do when they start getting in real trouble trying to Run. get out of the country harbaugh is trying to get out of college football country and trying to get a nice legislative nfl he knows he's protective protected he's got all types of unions big payday he's secure roger goodell will take him out back and shoot him if he gets in trouble for yeah they they, they, they they handle things a little bit differently there's there's not tons of investigations and lawsuits and counter lawsuits it's the big leagues and he knows that he knows it i think he's gone also i guess we can rule the patriots out because Vrabel's going to go there uh yeah that's that i uh, i, I want to i was listening to dan patrick today they said the falcons i think makes a lot of sense for uh it'd be nice right for for harbaugh that that one's that's that hasn't been brought up i, I think that's a great Man. situation that harbaugh and caleb on the same team oh i can't wait or Harbaugh Fields. I'll take getting, Fields. You're not, I'll take. You're not getting Caleb Williams. You don't know what we're gonna do. You do not know what we're gonna do. Uh, I do want to explore it and, and explore the best options uh, for him some point later in the offseason before he commits to it. But I mean, the writing's on the wall. We can tell the writing is on the wall. It's time. It's it's the natural break. We stop sleeping in the same bed. You get you get dinner at different times than me. It's the natural break. We had some good times. We ended on a good time. You know, we, we, this is what, here, here's your key. You can keep the place. Good time. Well, is that, is that from some sort of memory that no. you were able to make those no. references? Nope. No memory. Weird, weird, weirdly specific. All right, folks, we're going to be back. Uh, I think later this week on Thursday, our usual nighttime time. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Hope you enjoyed this college football season. Uh, it was an insane, ridiculous Typical college football season, and we're excited for this offseason to roll on. You sound like it. I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.